Thanks for listening to FNI Talk Outside the Box. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Motorist Assistance Plan, also called MAP. You'll learn more about how you can equip every customer with this valuable protection later on in this episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box from EFG Companies. I'm Dave Gibbs, Training Manager for EFG Companies, and I am over-the-top excited to introduce to all of our listeners out there the one and only newest training manager, Mr. Mark Gregg. Mark, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you, Dave. I'm glad to be here. Listen, Mark, man, I'm so excited and grateful uh, that you're here with the company. You bring an immense amount of experience and background, uh, not only to our team, but to all of our dealer partners um, out there in the automotive and power sports industry. And what I was hoping is probably the best way for our listeners to get to know you is just, man, give us a little bit of background on your journey up until the point that you uh, joined the team here at EFG. Okay, I'd be glad to, Dave. Thanks for letting me share. Absolutely. Um, I started in the automobile business when I was 19 years old, and so it's been a while. But I'd like to talk about my experience mostly as it relates to training, since that's my role with the company. And I didn't know any different, but I was blessed when I started to be hired by a company who trained us every day. And as I was in that culture for several years and I moved on to another organization, it was very eye-opening to me that every dealership uh, group or every dealership wasn't the same way. Yeah. And I would ask, why aren't we training our people every day? Yeah. So that became a practice that I uh, adhered to my whole career. No matter where I was in retail, one of the things that we would always do every single day, there's something you can train on. Absolutely. So we would train every day. Yeah. So I was lucky enough, worked hard enough to be able to move up through the chairs in the dealership, including the finance department, the new car, used car desk, general manager, general sales manager. But in 1995, I got a break, I feel, in my career to go to work for a company called the Half a Car Group. Oh, yeah. Yes. We went nationwide for five years. I spent uh, going into Ford, Lincoln Mercury stores, teaching uh, the red carpet lease concept to the dealers. Yes, sir. Man, you're bringing back the memories there. (laughs) Ford red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. The two-year trade cycle. So I developed a lot of great relationships doing that. And I kind of got the itch to get back into retail instead of I wanted to go back into retail, I wanted to go back in as a dealer. Right. So in my travels, obviously I came upon some opportunities, was able to take advantage of one and I uh, got a Ford Lincoln Mercury store. Outstanding. At age of 39 years old. I, I literally, when I went and signed the papers, when I was driving away, I mean, I was in tears. That was my dream. Of course, we trained every day. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of success. Uh, took a store that was selling about 15 to 20 cars a month up to consistently 100, 125. Wow. So with your new approach to training on a consistent basis, would you say that that was part of the, of the reason why that you guys moved that needle? You basically moved your sales up, you know, five, six times what they had. Oh, 
think it was huge because at that time, the only salesperson they had in the store was the dealer himself. And uh, they had no people to train. So I had to hire all new staff and the new staff had to be trained. So within a year, I also got an opportunity in that town to get the Chrysler Dodge Jeep uh, franchise. So I did that as well. And then in 2008, with the reduction of dealers by the Chrysler Corporation, as you know, and also Ford, I was offered a buyout. So at that point, I started my own training and consulting business. Tell us a little bit more about your training company. And also, I guess you've got a background in power sports as well. I do. As an owner of a training company, you have to, of course, stir up your own contract. So uh, I had contracts with Infinity, uh, Nissan, JD Power, Audi, Volkswagen. And I also got uh, my favorite one was with Harley Davidson University. Oh, boy. So we went out into the field. I think I went to like 100 Harley Davidson stores and did some training there. Was that all over the country? Yes, all over the country. Yes. (laughs) The culture in those uh, Harley Davidson stores is totally different from the automobile. The people that are working in those stores are literally living out their dream. But anyway, make a long story short, uh, one day I was sitting at my computer and I noticed a position came up over the wire. It said a general manager for Harley Davidson motorcycle (laughs) dealership. And I thought, imagine that. I didn't think anything of it, Dave. I sent my resume in and forgot about it. Uh, I was a general manager for a Harley Davidson store in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, wait a minute. If if I understand that right, that store at one point, as far as volume uh, of sales, that was the largest store in the South. East region, right? And if you're the largest Harley Davidson store in the Southeast region, it typically means you're almost number one in the world. I do yeah. know that volume wise, our service department was number one in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's we, incredible. We serviced all the police bikes for all of Fort Lauderdale, all of Broward County, yep. uh, sheriffs, everything was pretty cool. You've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC. Just like Goldilocks and her porridge, your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. Man, what a perfect timing now that we've kind of got your background. What kind of trends have you seen in the automotive and power sports space over the, the last year that kind of set you back a little bit? Well, as you know, we're in unprecedented times. I don't think that anybody could have ever anticipated that the automobile industry would be where it is right now. Right. And uh, if you try to sit back and think about it, you're wondering to yourself, is this a trend or is it something that will be short-lived? Right. If it is short-lived, it means one thing. 
if it's a trend that continues, it's something different. So everybody's kind of in this space right now where it's a little bit uncertain. This month is is really kind of that two-year mark from where the pandemic had an incredible impact in the automotive and power sports space. And man, it's kind of stunning. I mean, to this day, here we are two years later, and we're going around seeing lower inventories. And in, in many cases, it's that wish we had a crystal ball moment, right? Well, I'd like to share with you, I've been on a couple of dealer calls with some dealer groups and more than once from the top guys and organization, their biggest fear right now is that their people are forgetting how to sell. Yeah. And they're afraid that if this trend reverses and everybody's just not waiting at the door for the truck to pull in and (laughs) everything's sold to inventory being stacked up again. So he is doubling down on training right now, which I think is a smart move. Uh, As opposed to, you know, there are a lot of stores that are just riding the coattails of this windfall. Right. Being the shortage, being how it is and demand really high for the vehicles. And and again, you know, there's been dealers out there that have recognized, hey, we have run a little thinner and maximize, um, you know, profits that way. However, you know, if things do come back, it's going to be a real shock to the sales team, maybe including the the F&I and the leadership team in the store, how we've maybe forgotten some of those fundamentals. And I can see your point. Point on where training could be uh, the key to getting them back in that mindset of, you know, trusting all their steps in the sales process. And while also being aware, I mean, I think you would probably agree, this is going to have some permanent impact on the way that Americans shop for automotive uh, vehicles, obviously, and in the power sports world. Well, I can tell you what I think might happen. And that is, uh, I think manufacturers have figured out that they like doing business this way a lot better than they liked having to constantly shove product down Mm. dealers' throats and having product sitting around not being sold. But another thing you got to think about is while they're waiting on these parts and these chips, Mm -hmm. the manufacturers have got some product that's stacking up on them. That's true. Once these parts become available and they are able to make these vehicles available to the dealers and the public, we might be on the exact opposite side of this. Sure. Way too much inventory. So I don't know. It could go either way. It can go either way. Yeah. It's it's at a strange time. That's for sure. Dealerships are finding out that they can do more Mm -hmm. with less. Right. And I think they like that model. Their profits are through the roof. Well, that's it's fascinating to me, uh, you know, listening to uh, obviously some of that I've seen myself out um, traveling across the country, providing training and support for our, our dealer partners out there. But it's great hearing it from another perspective. And I'll be honest with you, Mark, uh, I would echo a lot of what you, you just shared with our listeners out there. And in addition to that, it's been a concern for me that, you know, there are some dealers that are maybe looking at just the profit taking opportunity now and maybe not thinking down the road, what's going to happen when now I have an abundance of inventory, um, used car prices um, at some point kind of have to make an adjustment, you know, and there's a guessing game. How far are they going to be adjusted? Um, In other words, coming down from their present record high levels. One thing I learned a long time ago, though, the used car market 
is driven by the new car market. That's true. So I Absolutely. think it all is going to hinge on where these inventory levels stay. Yeah, how they come, if they come back or if not. If they come back, then the used car market's going to fall. Yeah. And then obviously we'll have another uh, opportunity in our industry yeah. to uh, to get better yes, at, at what we do. And that's where our, our dealer partners and those out there listening get to plug in guys like you and I that are uh, all, all about educating and helping people grow. And Mark, one last question to you. I, I want to circle back to something that you had mentioned. If we do uh, enjoy the pleasure of having new car inventories coming up, how, how could that just have a ripple effect through our business? Well, uh, one thing that's a major change in the new car market right now is that the uh, manufacturers have stopped selling vehicles to the rental car companies. Right. So you you rent cars. Right. I rented cars. Sure. They used to have five, six, seven thousand miles on them. Yep. Now they've got like 40, 50, 60,000 because the rental car companies can't replace it. Right. And then, well, the other, I mean, look at what it costs us to rent a car today for if you can get one versus what it was even a year ago. So what drives the used car market is when these auctions are flooded with all these off rental cars. Mm-hmm. That they can go to the auction and pick up all these cars. Well, those cars are gone now. Right. So the used car price is very high. So if inventory levels return the way that they were on the new car side, on the new car side, and the abundance, because you know, if uh, the manufacturers are really stacking up on a lot of inventory, mm-hmm. the first place they look is rental car companies. Absolutely, it's the easiest place to dispose of them. Yeah. So that's what really, really affects the used car prices. Yeah. Mark, let me, let me, in, in staying on that topic, I mean, let's just face it for, for the consumer in the market for a vehicle right now, Hey, they're enjoying record pricing for their mm-hmm. trades. Yes. Right. But we've gotten used to over the decades, it's kind of wait until that moment when the manufacturer just throws out a crazy rebate or incentive and man, that just drives people out to the lot. So could you maybe talk for just a, a a little bit about how if we return to inventories, you know, would you see maybe manufacturers at some point maybe having to offer uh, some sort of savings and maybe how that might impact the used car market as well? Well, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, you don't see a lot of auto ads on TV right now. No, you really don't. So their marketing expense in that area of advertising has shrunk tremendously. Another side of their marketing efforts is rebates, submitted interest rates, right. uh, dealer incentives to move sure. a product, which is non-existent. Yeah, they're all gone. It's all gone. So the manufacturer loves this. You know, their marketing dollars have gone down. But obviously, if the uh, inventory swells again, we're going to start seeing the 0% financing, right. you know, no payments for 90 days. Like uh, General Motors is famous for their 10% of MSRP, Correct. you know, back or whatever. But right now, the subvention for the buyer is not there. They're paying full retail. But uh, I don't I just don't see how it will last. For me, no matter what, change is always exciting. Yeah. As, as we've learned in this uh, really challenging time, um, getting to hopefully towards the end of the COVID impact on us is that um, dealers have realized now that they are going to have to not just be reactive, uh, right, um, and adapt to something dramatic that comes along, the, the headwinds that uh, a pandemic brought us, but 
kind of think ahead down the road a little bit, get in front of this and look for when the swing happens that, that you're kind of talking about. So that's a fascinating thing to me. And and I just know, you know, with the tremendous dealers that we have all across the country, that they're a tenacious and brilliant bunch of people. And something I want to talk a little bit to our listeners out there about is I can't think of a better time for Mark to come on board our training team here at EFG uh, because our ability to engage our clients, the dealer principals out there uh, in power sports and pre-owned and new car franchises, even greater than we have in the past with the development of, of some pretty cool products and services that we have. You know, not too long ago, we've been um, launching our MapStar, which is super exciting from the vehicle service contract side. We've rolled out in this past year an incredible subscription training service that's available on a subscription basis that allows the dealer to take advantage of training in different ways that were ever before. We could literally tailor things in a much better way, offering kind of packages of our training along with some breaks with their subscription, right? Really cool there. You've seen uh, some of the discussions and development that we've had with our online training uh, regarding the digital road to the sale, right? One of the things that's, you know, been impacted greatly by the pandemic that we've gone through, as well as digital FNI. That's that's really been a been a big impact on the FNI process. And of course, we've gotten ahead of the curve on that and we're offering you know some digital uh, engagement training there for at both FNI and sales. And obviously we're all we always have some new and cool things in the pipeline. Mark and I have been uh, putting our giant brains together and throwing some ideas back and forth on ways that we can even bring more value uh, to our dealer partners out there than we have ever before here at EFG. And I want to let our listeners know that you need to expect to hear the legendary voice of Mr. Mark Gregg on a frequent basis in the future. And uh, that's going to be exciting for everybody. And again, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Well, folks, that is all for today. If you would like to get in touch with us to let us know how we've impacted your business or even to ask questions for us to answer on a future podcast, please don't hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. We would love to hear from you. Well, thanks for listening to our show today. If you like what you've heard, please rate us in Google Play or the iTunes store and be sure to subscribe to hear more F&I Talk Outside the Box. An EFG Production.